Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everyone. Just me at the top of the show to let you know of a few things. Hey, big announcement. I announced that I'm doing Adelaide for the first time with the podcast. So December 11, I'll be at the Rhino Room, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The night before, I'm going to be doing the Rhino Room stand-up. So if you're in Adelaide... Make sure you come along. First time I've ever been there. Don't let me down. So uh, go to joshua.com.au for the tickets on that December 10 and December 11. It's going to be fun. Thanks, everyone, who are Patreon subscribers. You guys are the absolute best. Hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode up with Michelle Brazier where we we got our musical theatre on. We counted down the best songs, according to us, from musical theatre. I'm way out of my element there. Also, listen to the end of this episode. I have an announcement about the future of the podcast uh, at the very end. So when you go, oh, the episode's finished, but there's still like a few minutes left, make sure you listen to it. It's exciting news, is what I'll say. Anyway, enjoy this episode, episode 280, with Charlie Pickering, Claire Hooper, Damien Callanan, and Jess Perkins. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and this week on the internet I found out that my engineering namesake in Surrey, over in the UK, is hiring again. <laughs> Can't keep good stuff these days. So if you're a mobile, multi-skilled engineer in southeast Surrey and willing to work 40 hours a week for £42,000 a year, just Google Josh Earl, refine the search for the past week and click on page five of Google and you can apply. <laughs> So if anyone's out there wants a new job, yeah. Do you have to be in Surrey? Well, it's a pretty big commute so if mobile, you're not. Have you ever tried to build a bridge remotely? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hot testing with a marine engineer from Iceland <laughs> at the moment. He's never been there. <laughs> uh, who are these voices? Let's meet them now. Our first guest shares his name with a six-term congressman representing Mississippi's third district. Can you please welcome from the weekly? It's Charlie Pickering. Hello. Well done. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, I should reach out to him. Charlie mm. W. Pickering. Oh. Mm. That's how he goes by. Mm. And uh, if I'm, I'm trying to, I, I don't know a lot about Charlie W. Pickering, but he's from Mississippi, and I, I figure there's some statements on the record that could get him cancelled. <laughs> uh, that's, that's my guess <laughs> at well, this stage. He, he is in, with the Republican Party. So well, uh, we're really in the wheelhouse now, he, aren't we? Can yeah. he get. That's his middle name, it? Wheelhouse. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our next guest shares her name with a Welsh lawyer specialising in personal injury litigation. Can you please welcome from Great Australian Bake Off, it is Claire Hooper. Yeah. All right. Welsh lawyer. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. That's one of the few accents I can do that you should never say on a mic because (laughs) then you're made to do it. (laughs) (laughs) My my eyes are saying it. What's your go-to word to get into the Welsh accent? Oh, from from Dylan Thomas's um, Under Milkwood... Um, what do I? Ooh. It's probably the only thing I can say. 
Rosie Probert. <laughs> 53 Duck Lane. Come on up, boys. I'm, <laughs> I'm dead. I can't do it perfectly. It's like anymore. Lloyd Langford was in the room. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. But, it was but, really good, wasn't it? Well, it was good. What's that? Just because this is a, a personal injury lawyer from Wales. Like, I just imagine you doing one of those cheap ass going, Has this ever happened to you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> That, I don't know what that accent was, but that, that was, no, that I mean, was yeah. better than mine. Because my friend Pete would do a uh, Welsh accent, and his go-to to get into it was, "Have you got any carrots?" That's what that's, he'd say. Yes, that, that's really good. That's a yeah. good one. Have you got any carrots? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> carrots. <laughs> Watch <laughs> lots of postal packs. Yeah, hey, what, and you'll get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. a good go-to. Yeah. 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 Okay. Also joining <laughs> us is a comedian who shares her name with the vice president of the Bank of Hawaii. Can you please welcome back to the pod from Dugon? It's Jess Perkins. Oh, Bank of Hawaii. Uh, I know. Yeah. But Bank. I'm picturing yeah. a heist movie. Yeah, big time. Now I'm time. Jess Perkins. Give me other money in the safe. Imagine moving to Hawaii. Amazing, idyllic, beautiful, and then managing a bank. Yeah, to work yeah. in a bank. Ugh. Exotic location, <laughs> yeah. mundane job. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah but yeah. hang on, let's say I you're really good great. at banks. You would keep very regular hours at Bank of Hawaii. I mean, not a lot of big players. Yeah, it's like 11 to 1. Yeah. I feel like they'd have good attitudes to company well-being, don't you reckon, at yeah. the Bank of Hawaii? I yeah. reckon there would be great flexibility, good yeah. hours. <laughs> yes. I would walk in there on the first day like, <laughs> to confront her and say... Do you have any carrots? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, he's a man who shares his name with a Melbourne environmental control engineer. Can you please welcome back to the pod? It's Damien Callanan. Yeah. Mm. What is an environmental control engineer, Damien? Ask the other Damien. <laughs> <laughs> we share little in common. <laughs> do you reckon he gets a fair bit? Hey, like the comedian, do you reckon he would get a bit of that? Probably not. I reckon he would. I would reckon? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I reckon so. It's a dis- I guess it's a distinctive name. Because mm. it's spelt the same way. Because D- you spell your Damien with an a, a, a second A, not, not an E. Yeah, it's the uh, the Roman spelling yeah. of Damien. The is E-N is the French. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what a great sound. <laughs> Comedy <laughs> podcast. Hey, our first game today is called You Can Quote Me On That, where I've gone through the entire internet and found quotes from you four. I'm going to read them out. If you think you know who said these things, buzz in your names, your buzzers. Claire, you're looking at me as if I'm going to choose horrible ones. I'm no, not no, going. No, I wouldn't no, do that to no, people. No. I just feel the need to apologise from the outside. Oh, no, yeah. 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 no I've only I was found, young. I found yeah. good ones. You know, uh, that look was just feeling sorry for you. Yeah. <laughs> I just was just thinking of the reality of trying to find old interviews. It was, Ew. It was 2004. People didn't know stealing people was wrong back then. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't even. Just want to get that out there. There weren't even banks in Hawaii. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so if you think you know who said this, buzz in. Your name's your buzzers. You get a point if you're right. A point to the person who actually said it if you're incorrect. You can't buzz in for your own ones. First hang one. on, hang on. So the buzzer is, I have listened to the podcast. You say Claire. I say Claire <laughs> even though I don't think I said it. Okay, got yeah. it. It's yeah. confusing though, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It is now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My memory think it. All right, question one. Mike Hussey is called Mr. Cricket because he rubs his legs together really fast. Charlie. <laughs> yes, Charlie. Damien Callan. It was Damien Callan. <laughs> <laughs> no recollection. <laughs> this was, you'd just joined Twitter and all oh. you were doing was just, uh, when the BBL was big, you were just like tweeting oh, along to it. It's the only time in my life I've ever probably live tweeted yeah. was watching the BBL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 2014. Echo Chamber of Naught. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll point there to Charlie. Okay, question two. 
The danger of a bum is that it's just a little bit naughty. Charlie. Yes, Charlie. That is Claire Hooper. Yeah, it is Claire Hooper. Oh, yeah, Charlie's wow. doing very well. Oh, I don't yeah. remember. I was going to guess Jess. No. <laughs> I'm glad I'm slow to the buzzer. This is you in the Canberra Times. No, that's fair. The Talking danger of a bum is <laughs> that it's a bit naughty. Entertaining uh, kids. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Oh, so you're one of those... Edgy child entertainers. I am yeah. very edgy. A lot of bugs. Um, your philosophy changed. I do, think, I do think, and I reckon we'll probably say this about most of these, it needs context, that quote. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably why I chose it. Just yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that was, a, that was a quote to the media at the scene of a horrific accident. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming out, everybody. Now the danger of a bum. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. I just went outside and scolded my noisy neighbours. It's midnight on a Tuesday, please go inside and keep it down. And I've never felt so alive. Damo. Yes, Damo. Well, okay, it's Jess. You are correct. That yeah, is Jess. That yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Was, what was the what what forum was that in? That was on Twitter. That's long for Twitter. Mm. Yeah. That's a speech for Twitter. Yeah. It's yeah. Two, two lines. And look, like most of my tweets, really um, pointless and uninteresting. <laughs> do you recall um, the incident? Yeah, I think I do. It was in a share house. I was home alone, and the neighbours next door were being like ridiculously loud. I. And I, I very bravely <laughs> went to the front door and just sort of poked my head out and said, hey. And they went, yeah, sorry. I didn't even have to say much. I just sort of presented myself. And they went, sorry, we'll keep it down. And I did was, they keep it down though? Yeah, they did. Oh, wow. And it was really? exhilarating. Because oh, oh. I mean, just when people are awake at two, they have very short... Attention spans for their promises to other people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And then it is literally 30 seconds later where somebody starts giggling and then it's loud again. Yeah. yeah. That's incredibly powerful though. Have you have they talked about taking you over to the Glasgow summit and just, just <laughs> leaning in and going, yeah. Hey. Hey. Scott, <laughs> hey. Sort it out. Come on. Come on. Can you not? Yeah. yeah. I wonder how Sorry. many these issues emiss- were sorted out at the Bank of Hawaii yeah. <laughs> using that map. Go, just go. These emissions, just keep them down. Yeah. Keep them down. Okay. Question four. I thought a bird was dying, but actually it was just having sex. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I might have revealed myself. Damo. <laughs> <laughs> I was just enjoying it. First. I heard you, but Jess got in first. Yeah. Yes, Jess. I'm going to guess Claire. Yeah, it was just the oh, joy Thank of God, I was going to say Jess. That moment. Amazing. <laughs> I've done it as well. I thought a bird had a broken wing and I was coming from behind it and then realised... Uh, what? That, yeah, I, thought <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it, Charlie. No, but it was the same thing. I didn't. I had never seen them doing it on the ground, on the cement. Mm-hmm. I thought oh, they did yeah. it up in the trees. Yeah, broken, w- broken wing is one of my favourite sex positions. Yeah. <laughs> well, was, I mean, like, I really... Um, they were in the middle of the actual road and it did look like just one bird and I was so proud of myself and so brave that I was like, oh, my house is just two doors down, I'm going to go back, I'm going to go to the backyard, I'm going to get a brick... And I'm going to walk out there and I'm going to break the bird because I want to put it out of its misery. And I was so proud of myself. I'm not, I'm not going to leave it to flap to death on the road. I'm going to get a brick. And um, and I was, yeah, and uh, my kids were on the trampoline and I, they didn't know what I was carrying. They're like, is that for us? I'm like, no, this time. Um, anyway, but yeah, went up to brick the bird, like walking down the street holding a brick. <laughs> With wild eyes, like psyching myself up holding this brick. And then, yeah, the minute I, I was so close to smashing it on the bird and then wow. the two birds flew away flew and up. I realised it was a root. Oh. That, I mean, that's <laughs> that's the point of sexual union, though, is you become one. Yeah. Like, I yeah, walked into right. my parents once and mum was on top and I thought dad had gone away. <laughs> <laughs> and so you hit him with a brick? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I did. <laughs> see, speaking of birds, so yeah. we, in our backyard there's a tree and... 
birds nest there every single year. And one year, a little baby bird fell out and it was like dead. But my son, I only had one son at the time and he was like, that's Wingo. He named it Wingo. Oh. Can we take it to the vet to get it fixed? And I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing today. So yeah. I put it in a shoebox, took the vet, walked in and was like, hey, this. And he was like, Ollie was like, can you fix it? And I'm like, yeah, we can. And then the vet just looked at me and went, <laughs> and I'm like, I understand. I know. Let's just I keep the dream that. alive yeah. for a few more years, okay? Yeah. How many animals have met either a premature and unnecessary end in a shoebox? Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I, when I was in great year seven, we all went to the Victoria Market and someone went and bought a chick thinking that was a fun thing to do. So we all went and bought one. But then what do you do with it? What does a 12-year-old boy do with a chick? It was the middle of winter. So I put it, I put it in a Grosby shoebox and named it Grosby and then it died. That's my first pet. Oh, so when you know when, you know when you have to make, make up your porn street name. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's for a chick called Grosby. Grosby Tenby. It is. Well, hasn't hasn't this portion of the podcast become a boulevard of broken dreams? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Question five. Here's the deal. When someone begins a statement with "Here's the deal," it's almost never is. Jess. Yes, Jess. Is that Charlie? It is Charlie Pickering. A point there for Jess. Was yeah. that fairly recent? No, it was on, it was on oh. Twitter a few years ago. That rang five, a bell. Five, six years ago. Hmm. Mm. Like a lot of my stuff, it sounds very true until you actually think about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question six. If you're offended by people saying happy holidays, go and look in the mirror, point at yourself and laugh until you pass out. Damo. Yes, Damo. Yeah, yeah, Jess again. No, that was Charlie. Point there for Charlie. Mm. Mm. Once Sorry, again, mate. Telling it like it is, Charlie. Once again, angry about nothing, but sounds like a truth bomb. Like yeah. it, sounds, it has the yeah. the aggressive feel of a truth yeah. bomb. But are you react? You're, you're reacting to people being angry about nothing there, because the people aren't really angry about people saying Merry Christmas. No, that's right. How dare you? Yeah, no. but, but they're not angry about Happy Holidays, apart from the fact that they think that they can't say Merry Christmas. That's right. And whereas no one has ever been prevented from saying Merry Christmas. No. It's just a bullshit cultural thing that, like, the right wants to get angry of going, I got a cup from Starbucks and it said happy holidays. And what the, the, oh, it's it's like, it's like they go, it's anti-Christian racism or some shit like that. Where it's just like, yeah, you say happy holidays. It's a nice thing. Yeah. It's just a nice thing. Oh my God, it is two of the best words put together. What, oh, what's your problem? (laughs) Right? That's a great point. Yeah. Happy. Amazing. Love that. Holidays, yes, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, just as a really like uh, to to bring a bit of a personal please, come experience on. to table, I converted to Judaism a few years ago, and so Merry Christmas is is less inclusive for me than it used to be. Mm. But I spent a lot of time in the states where people say Happy Holidays, and it's literally like, hey, chuck around, some, chuck an arm around some Jews while you're at it. Yeah. Like that's the attitude. Happy Holidays covers uh, Hanukkah, covers yeah, I think Christmas. You just explain yeah. why the right hate it, uh, hate its guts. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, I mean, you guys control the media and you're putting your bloody, <laughs> bloody happy holidays on the bloody cups. Yeah, yeah we really should have done <laughs> a now, lot you're more. The media, you're around the cups. Where will, where will it end? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question seven. Very late RACV guy. How'd you run out of petrol between two petrol stations? <laughs> Me. Why do you have a ponytail in your 60s? <laughs> Charlie. Yes, Charlie. Damo? Yes, it was yeah. Damo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how did you let's let's unpack this. Unpack how, how did you run out of petrol in between two stations? I don't remember that. I, just, I more remember him and his, his arrogance and misplaced arrogance. It also the doesn't help. Anyone being like having the RSCV come to them 
you don't need you don't need a lecture. Yeah, you don't need judgment. Yeah. 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 There was yeah. a lot of times I wish the RSV guy had said it to me like in my between eighteen and twenty one, like when I drove with my high beams on for eight months. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you didn't know how to turn them down? Uh no, they were stuck. Yeah. And I couldn't afford to get it fixed. So I just tried to avoid driving at night and I mainly drove on <laughs> back, back roads knowing how annoying it was, but Could have made some sort of sunshades for those high beams. Maybe I could have like put maybe you know put like some a, uh, a mirror, put some cello, put some yeah, yeah yeah. If I had been going out with the techie as I am now, <laughs> yeah. Would, yeah. yeah, she some, would have had that covered. But gels no, could have some really gels. Helped. Yeah, maybe some straw, <laughs> straw gels. But you didn't uh, hit any kangaroos in built-up areas. All <laughs> no, year, no. Like no. <laughs> <laughs> Question eight. I feel sorry for therapists. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Claire. Yes, Claire. I haven't played yet, Charlie. No, it was Jess. Oh, she laughed at her own <laughs> she joke. It? You loved that it, Jess. That was my clue. I was like, That's well, it's good. not her because it's fresh to her. You're just going, oh, classic me. That's <laughs> embarrassing. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, you, you, you feel sorry for her. I do feel sorry for her. Unlike Charlie's messages and tweets. That is very true. That's a very, like very it. insightful. Mm. Yeah. I feel sorry for the therapist. Yeah, it's not a good Why place. do you feel sorry for them? Because they hear everyone's stories or you think they're not being untruthful and uh, they just want to go, hey. Because. You, oh, it's probably a bit of both. Sort your shit out. Because I think, yeah, no, sorry. That, yep, you, no. it's yours. <laughs> I just think it's a lot of, it's a lot of dumping on them, you yep. know? I save up a lot for the therapist and then just word vomit and I go about my day. And they're just expected to num num sadness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Do you reckon the therapist looks at their schedule and goes, oh, yes, I've got this person at three to four. This is a break. This person's easy to deal with. They don't really have any problems. They just like to talk about themselves. Definitely. Or they, <laughs> might, they, might have, they must have clients who are like, have very interesting, messy, terrible stories. And you're like, okay, here we go. Three sure. o'clock. <laughs> so great. Yes, there's some great stories. But I've always figured, you know, that's the, the stats about how many people start diets and how few of them work mm. in the long term. I feel like that's probably the same for, I can see you editing in your mind, Joshelle. No, no. no, there's no <laughs> way this is going to be funny, but I've, I've always figured that every other issue that you take to a therapist would probably have about the same success rate. Like I've just yeah. always assumed that for a therapist, most people that walk in, you're like, I'm going to give you some great advice. You are going to follow through on it at first and you are going to revert back to your old problematic ways. And I'm not going to, you know, like I feel like you would probably, if you're really rational about it, you would probably have really low expectations of every interaction. Yeah. But you'd have to have hope just to get through each session. But how hard to keep being hopeful after you just see people remain fuck-ups. Yeah. I um, I spoke to my therapist recently for the first time in almost a year. Okay. And I had genuinely put into practice a bunch of things that he had <gasps> said. And oh. I went and he goes, so how are things? And I kind of gave him a summary. And he seemed genuinely shocked. Whoa. Yes. Like he was just like... Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't you done well? You've right? made his day. Yeah. yeah, but he's like, I just lost a bet. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more like, yeah. did I just lose a recurring client? Yeah. yeah, I said this on when I went and saw my therapist. I haven't been for a long time, but she was she was great. She goes, when were you most happiest? And I was like, oh, probably when I was fourteen, to be honest. I didn't have any stresses. And she goes, what are you doing at fourteen that you're not doing now? I said, I was playing lots of basketball. I was into basketball. She goes, maybe you should get back into basketball. That was six years ago. I've never looked back. I am so deep into basketball, the NBA. It is. But it's absolutely great for my stress relief. Just go, oh, I don't have to worry. I can watch millionaires run up and down a court. It's great. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was yeah, a good bit of therapy. That's, that's actually that's really interesting. Therapy. 
I've, I've been through a similar thing. Yeah. Part part of. I was like, I used to watch more sport. Yeah. And I I used to be more into sport, and I've like dialed it up recently, and it's very helpful. Well, it's good. Man. Question nine. Finally, see a traffic light juggler worth paying, and he doesn't take credit cards. Charlie. <laughs> yes, Charlie. Damo. Yeah, yeah, it is another one for Damien. <laughs> it's um. He had a ponytail. He was yeah. late 50s. <laughs> Can I, so I'm amazed that they're still around, the yeah. traffic light mm. I, I thought of all the things that COVID were going to take, they would be one of the first ones because no one wants to be in contact with people. No one wants to touch money. Mm. You, nah. yeah. you show it the lights, it's, do, it's done. But no, not. They're, they're strong. Not, but it'll start, uh, Diablo will kick it off again. Yeah. That's the, that's the easiest circus know? skill. <laughs> Do you know what it... Why I don't like I You'll build up, yeah. I don't. I don't look. This this might sound harsh. I don't respect traffic light. Um, <laughs> that was one of I've your lost. therapists said. I want you to respect yeah. respect jugglers and yeah. traffic no, lights. I think it's because <clears throat> they do a thing, like they do a thing you can do at the circus, right? And my yeah. understanding of the circus is you can just run away and join it. Like, it doesn't feel like... To me, they haven't even worked their way up to a circus. Yeah. Yes. Also... Like, they're still, like, in training to finally be at a circus. Yeah. 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 Big yeah. gaps between circuses, I reckon. Yeah. Circus contracts, they don't line up perfectly. you got a, you got some downtime. Oh, so if you were to schedule in keeping your skills sharp on the corner of... Uh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got in the Eastern Freeway. I also think, my thing with it is non-consensual art is never good. Like, oh. if you, you don't want... You don't want surprise art. So, you're, you're stuck in your car. They're just performing at you. Yeah. It's like when you do a corporate and the, they just go, oh, now we've got a comedian and no one knows. It's like, mm. oh, this is not going to be good for anyone yeah, in good this call. room. Okay, well, so things have been a bit quiet for me. So, I've been... <laughs> I've been doing Ray Lawler's Summer of the 17th Doll <laughs> Where have you been doing it? Um, the junction of Williams Road and Dandenong Road oh, yeah, So yeah, you're yeah. playing all four characters? Oh yeah, all yeah, of, it's great. yeah And the Cupid Dolls Yeah. Oh that's near the florist in the 7-Eleven Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> With the cemetery across the road I mean that's a dramatic yeah. setting I don't know um, <laughs> It's a, great, how much, it's a great set for it. <laughs> I feel like I'm not. I'm not kidding. Between, sorry. How many? How much can you get through between the light changes? Um, how much do I get? I know. I just. I just continue, just continue on. So I, yeah, right. just it just rolls on. Yeah. 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 So so people tuning I, in. I get through out. about five runs of it in a day. Anyone done blockies and caught most of the show in one day? Right. Yeah. I'm too. I'm too engrossed. I'm, I'm not making any money. Unfortunately. <laughs> how are the reviews? <laughs> <laughs> a few toots, yeah. a few toots, <laughs> three toots. <laughs> so, couple of couple of swerves. Kind of a toot, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know if it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down. A toot. What does <clears> that mean? Yeah, two two toots means good. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I that's think how I'm taking quick, it. Keep telling yourself that. Quick toot, like a toot. That's friendly. Yeah. A hold on the horn. Oh boy. Yeah, two toots is a goal at a country footy club. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> anyway, let's not judge them is what I'm saying. Our last, <laughs> last question for this round. Today, I have used my position on the national broadcaster to start a debate about the superior flavour of Arnott's shapes. Pleased to see my journalism degree being put to good use. Damo. Yes, Damo. Oh, journalism degree. That's throwing me. Um, Charlie? No, it's Jess Perkins. Just, oh, yeah. 
I ate shapes on the way here, actually. It's oh, an important flavor? debate. Yeah, what flavor? Barbecue. Yeah. Are they, did they – I would say they're, like, the most popular. I Surely. don't think they're the best, okay. but they're the yeah. most popular. I think you're probably right, yeah. What's your favourite? They're your an easy favorite, pick, aren't they? Uh, it is barbecue, followed closely by cheddar. Cheddar, no, yeah. cheddar's good. good cheddar's good. But do you know sneak savouries are sneaky good? Yeah, yeah. Good. Right. yeah. it's sneaky. solid. No one gives it credit. But yeah. there's, and there's, do you know what I like? Different shapes. Yeah, very true. A bit of variety yeah, in different shapes. As in the actual shape of the biscuit? Yeah, or the shape two, of the biscuit. Two yeah. different shapes. Yeah. I grew up I in a time when there was about. only that option. Just savoury shapes. Just savoury shapes. Really? They were made by Brockoff in those days. Wow. Do you did the, yeah. sa- the savoury shapes tessellate? Like, is it about less wastage? Is that why they're that shape? Yeah, yeah, do you reckon like they just made from the... Yeah, they originally the called savoury offcuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't roll. Snips. <laughs> We're also not allowed to um, mention brands on the ABC, so I probably shouldn't have done that, but it was an important discussion to have. Um, when you're doing weekend arvos and it's pretty hard to get any kind of engagement... All you have to do is go, I- I'll also accept the inner biscuit varieties. Yeah. Then you've got two brands, yeah. it's fine. There you go. The ABC, yeah, there's always pressure from like Ed Poles and lawyers to mm. generic... What you a joke like this happens heaps and it's and and with that it'd be like it it'd be like what's your favourite flavour of geometrically inclined <laughs> yeah. cracker snack yeah uh, you know like, Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah right yeah. <laughs> and you're like yeah good joke lawyers yeah. um, well done <laughs> well done Ed Poles <laughs> at the end of the first round the scores are Claire zero points yeah that's okay wasn't playing that's right Damien you're on one point fun. how. Almost you impossible got, to believe. Jess, you're on four. Ooh, in the lead ooh. on five points. Charlie yeah. Pickering. I always start strong and really fade late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always forget. It's a game. <laughs> 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 All right. This round is called There's No Business Like Show Business. In this round, we talk about the glitz and the glamour. Don't forget that. Of the arts. And today, we're talking about a young Damien Cullinan who was booked for a Christmas party for an IT company. The audience were mostly men. And the night was sponsored by Bacardi. So by the time Damien entered the stage, the 2,000-strong audience were too drunk to care. <laughs> but what did Damien do that garnered a standing ovation? Mm. Was it A, knowing they weren't listening, he held an auction to see how much money they could raise to get him off the stage. <laughs> Damien got paid double his actual fee in cash and then told the organisers to put his fee directly over the bar. That's A. B, the teacher in Damien came out and thought if he get them involved, they'd settle down a bit. Every table had maracas on them as centrepieces and Damien got them to shake them. This quickly escalated as they all decided to throw them at Damien on stage and he spent the set either dodging or catching them, which impressed them so much that they rose to their feet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Or C, Damien filled a Bacardi bottle up with water and asked one of the waitstaff to bring it up to him five minutes into the set. He told the crowd, every time you laugh, I'll take a shot. <laughs> because the crowd wanted to see him get wasted, they laughed at everything and by the end of it, Damien had an amazing set. Now, one of these is true. You know, I'm really shocked that there was an option D, performed a series of Commedia dell'arte yeah. characters <laughs> to delight so, them. Not saying it didn't happen. <laughs> now, one of these is true. One of these is true. You have to, like, ask him questions, try and figure out the true one. But bear in mind, he wants to get it wrong, so he gets mm. your point. What's, you your, to what's your normal go-to for a um, rowdy, distracted crowd? Like, what, what's, what's the first thing you try? Um, try and get... Out of the gig. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Mainly. Good. Well, that, yeah. was, good. that was a cul-de-sac. Uh, no, I would usually try some kind of audience interaction thing because they're, you know, the, the relationship needs to change because if they're not listening to you just doing what you normally do, you need mm. to do something that breaks the rhythm. Mm. 
Was it? <clears throat> was this your worst corporate gig? Do you think? Like, was it the hardest? Uh, undoubtedly, it was uh, degree of difficulty, and like I knew it was. It literally felt to use an overused World War One expression. It felt like I was going over the top yeah. when I went out. Like I was standing at the back of the room, and I was about, and my oh. kind of manager was there too, or manager's assistant. And she knew it was bad, and and I was kind of about it was about to happen, and they decided to do an auction, so then I had to wait another forty minutes to which time they got drunk. And it was one of those things. What are you having a fucking auction for? Yeah. Like it's a Christmas mm. thing. No one was interested in it. Just made them care less and get drunker. It's because <clears> the organisers had gone back in their head, going, "Oh yeah, we've done events. Oh, we had an auction last time. Yeah, that was, yeah. They will do an auction without realising yeah. it's the end of the year. People don't want. Yeah, mm. they just want to drink. And it was actually relax. in the daytime too. It was a so it was day drinking. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, and two thousand people, two thousand oh. people. Each table was like oh, Hewlett Packard. Not, not road seating. No, yeah, round like tables, but each company, so no yeah. connection yeah. in the room. They were all like, the we're Hewlett Packard, we're, oh. you know, oh. Dyson. Oh. So not even no, one not if I No, no, absolutely. They're all there. They're all there as a gift from they, some pa- parent company. Are they company. quite well lit? Like, is there yeah, 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 there's no there? there's no lighting in the okay, room. Yeah. It's just, oh, I'm loving everything. Yeah, here. and ma- two <laughs> massive, like, MCG scoreboard-sized screens projecting... Oh. The Oof. horror back to so, so people brow. could see the sweat. Yeah, they could yeah. see everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Um, so, so I'm curious. What, as a school teacher, you would yep. have had unruly classes as well. So, yep. what worked in those situations? Um, yeah, bonding activities work. Um, victimizing one person or one <laughs> table and making an example of them. Um, that worked briefly. I had. I had one table just immediately. I kind of did a bit of a come on, guys, listen ah, up. Come on, guys, come, come on, guys, guys. <laughs> listen up. And um, and this and this this woman cut through. So I don't know how it cut through so well. She wasn't Mike. She just she she wasn't even looking. She actually after I said that, I saw her swivel and say, "But you're not funny." Oh, <laughs> that feels good. And then a whole table of guys near her all went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you're not funny," and like that, and that started. Um, and then I managed to put them down because they didn't have an original thought and that worked yeah. for a bit. So, yeah, like trying to isolate. It was one of those times where you knew your material wasn't going to work so you just had to kind of battle through it. Oh. Battle through it. I mean, boy, oh boy. I suspect I'm, it feels to me like a situation where a simple stunt for dumb people would be very effective. Mm. And by dumb people, I mean obviously... No, they were dumb. Yeah, they were dumb. Yeah, they're working on team, mate. A whole bunch of people not at their best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 To to just add to the sprinkle, sprinkle the horror. Yeah, please give me. So it was sponsored by Bacardi, and there were there were. This was early noughties, so the Bacardi girls were wandering around. Have you remember those glow mash tops? Yeah, Yeah. they were just like they just looked like a glow mash bag that had been cut open. Yeah, it just hung over the front of your breasts. So they were prancing around handing out extra free booze yeah. to every table. And because they were hot girls, the guys were taking them and drinking, smashing. B- Bacardi breezer time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, watermelon breezes. Well, and it's still so, Bacardi breezer time, mate. Yeah. yeah. It's always like, Bacardi breezer time. It's, it's always Bacardi breezer time somewhere. Yeah. It's, really, um, yeah, it's really hard to do material to people that have had to 
let go of their cynicism in order to exist in the same room as Bacardi girls. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, as in, when you find yourself yeah. in a room with Bacardi girls, you're like, either I leave or I just like let go of all cynicism, and then you're not in the position to receive. No, jokes. no, they were all to, they were heavily receive, on team uh, Bacardi girls. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember the year yeah. at the comedy festival after party they hired those? Like roving masseuses, masseuse. Oh yeah, like oh, three, oh. Three, minute three, minute one, three minute angels. Yeah, yeah. and oh my gosh, I remember the name. No. It was so bizarre, just sitting there talking, and then they go, "Oh, do you want a massage?" And because we we're all performers, we're like, "Oh yeah, like, we understand what it's like to be bombing at a gig." Go, all right, and then you're just kind of having a conversation, and going, "Oh yeah, this is yeah, okay, that's enough, thanks." Yeah, it was a bizarre night. Mm. Oh, I thought it was good because I just had some shit. Oh, yeah, some working <laughs> out. <some nuts. laughs> um, so my my gut with this is that. The only weapon in an arsenal that I imagine you had that would get a round of applause and possibly a standing ovation is a heroic act of drinking. Yeah. Like, I do actually mm. think that's the only thing that makes... Mm. And I people think who are already drunk love to watch other people drink. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I, love to see some I factored that in. And I, got, I knew it was going to be tough. So I actually got one of the Bacardi girls to bring a bottle up but also just have a row of shots. And I... Put water in most of them, but I put a couple with vodka in it uh, in case someone in the audience went, ah, yeah. it's just water, and I'd get them to take, take a shot. Um, but it was most, yeah, so a couple yeah, of actual David shots. Copperfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are people going to guess? Jess, what do you think? A, B, or C? Oh, I think it's C. You think C, the Bacardi bottle? Yeah. I'm really torn because I feel like it's C, but I just love the image of Damo... Trying to catch miraculous. Yeah, we didn't really <laughs> ask questions about Just to believe in that visual for a moment longer, yeah. I'm going to go B because it is a beautiful demo vision. Okay. And Charlie? I'm going to go C, Bacardi yeah, Bottle. Because yeah. I, I can imagine that. I can yeah, see it, it working so well. Demo. I can't see it coalescing into a standing ovation. That's my. That's Completely my, agree. No, I really think I've chosen the wrong thing, but I also right have zero points, have nothing yeah. to lose mm. by holding on to a dream. Well, Claire, sure. you are correct, actually. What? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Claire, yeah. Point, my first yeah. delicious point. Thanks, yep. Damo, that's for right. being exactly what I thought you were. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a desperate moment. Of the, there were these Bacardi sponsored maracas spread on every table, and I. When I got introduced, the wall of noise just kind of went up, and then I had this kind of like, you know, funny exchange. And I thought, group activity, school teacher, group activity. But I hadn't thought through what that was going to be. And they all picked them up. And before I could even say, well, let's um, let's do the national anthem or anything, the first one just went. Um, And of course, they're elliptical, or they're. They're kind of, they kind yeah. Of go, yeah, yeah. So they're not easy to see with lights coming. Oh, so I was, out. I was literally standing there just going, whoom. and then I started catching them, like just, whoom, 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 whoom. <laughs> um, and I was quite good at it, and, yep. and I went, fuck, you, you hate my jokes, but you're really good, glad that I'm good at catching shit, because they were like clapping, going, yay! Everyone I caught, they were like getting happier and happier, <laughs> and then finally I caught one like that, and another one came from the other direction. At my head, like straight at my head, and I went, and I caught it with my two fingers and with the microphone in my hand, and that was what made them get up. I just went, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm shattered. I was not at this gig. Yeah. Yeah. Then demo for the other 18 minutes of the gig. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we were. I think. All right, everyone, hand back the maracas, please. (laughs) I was booked to do 20. I stayed on stage for 11. That's enough. And. That point, there was about um, – I got the standing ovation yeah. and then I thought, 
good. Use this as a means to get back in the material. And it, uh, the, the other thing was there, there were literally guys running around to other tables rearming themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were coming from like – they were coming from – what were there, 100 tables or what, yes. 50 tables or something? So it was like really dangerous. I thought someone else is going to clock one in the back of their head. So I kind of got off stage just to stop yeah. <laughs> the onslaught. But then I got a second standing ovation as I walked around the room, literally like the Christian had survived the lions, just walking around the outside. And I walked straight out the door in a taxi into the airport and then I stayed in watermark books for so long I missed my flight. <laughs> Because I was, I was still in shock. I was just like, <laughs> that's horrendous. Uh, so two what? points there. So Ripper, at the end of that round, I can't yeah, believe I, I can't believe you never told me that magnificent story ever before. It's so good. Scores, Claire, you're on yeah, one. Amazing. Damien, you're now on three. Jesse, you're still on four. Charlie, still on five. Still on five is what I thank you to okay, say. Well, hey, we're gonna have to take a quick break. We'll be back after these messages from Hewlett Packard. No, from. Um, Fuck. Bacardi. From Bacardi Breezes, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, I nailed that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. (laughs) And we're back. So this round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, each of you are given a fact about someone else on the panel. If you think it's true, you say yeah, if things are lie, you say nah. You can ask them as many questions you want, but bear in mind, they want you to get it wrong, so they get your point. So to Damien, when Jess was in high school, she once changed her phone provider because she found out her crush was with a different provider and this way, she knew they could have unlimited text back and forth and it didn't eat up her credit. Mm. Yeah or nah? Okay, who are you with? I was with Telstra. Yeah, and, and they were with? Optus. Ooh. Optus, okay. Yeah. It's real and it was costing, you know, it was, back when it was what, 25 there. cents a text or something? Yeah. And that was not many characters. Um, did they consider changing to your provider? Nah. Did well, they I know think... you changed provider? Oh. Yes, because I had to change my phone number as well. Yeah, right. It was a whole, oh, wow. it was a whole big thing, just so that I could text a boy. Oh God, I knew I would say and something. And did embarrassing it? Um, did, did the relationship sustain? Yes, actually. Yeah. For about six years. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, it was a long term. So, so you saved it over time. Yeah, it was yeah. a great investment. Did you yeah. go back to Telstra when no, the relationship still with Optus? Still with Optus. <laughs> Fifteen years okay. ago. It'd be great if they, when they say when do you, like when you leave, why you leave? Yeah, you yeah, why are you leaving? <laughs> I broke up with my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah. No further no, questions. No further Thank questions. You. Thank you. Mm. Okay, um, I think that is true. You are correct. That is a true story. Yeah. How did you convince your parents to let you just change phone providers? I was like, I just did it myself. I was seventeen. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Forget who you're talking to. No. Um, <laughs> uh, my parents were ne- never, ever paid for my phone at all. It was always just me. So, And it was, it was I was getting credit. Like, I was having to top up every week. And I was working as a barista at Gloria Jeans. I didn't have a lot of cash. So yeah. I needed those sweet, sweet free texts. So <laughs> point there to Damien. Now to Jess. For roll call in high school, Charlie once got a friend to zip him up in a large sports kit bag <laughs> and carry him into the classroom. When the teacher called Charlie's name, he would call out present... And the teacher had no idea where the voice was coming from. 
He then appeared from the bag to much acclaim from the classroom. Charlie then repeated this to the next four classes until he got detention. Yeah or nah? Why'd you get <laughs> detention? That seems unfair. Um, I went to a very, well, fairly strict traditional school mm. and that shows a level of disrespect to authority <laughs> that was not welcome. Hiding in a bag. Well, what? no, but making a mockery of the roll yeah. call system. One yeah. of those very strict schools system. where it's like four chances and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. And also, one of the students carrying their own sports bag. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You meant to leave it with a valet. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. It doesn't look good when the students carry I mean, their own What do you bags. think this is, caring? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to ask more questions. I want so badly for it to be true that I'm going to say, yeah. You are correct. This is a true yes. story. Yeah. Wow. That's great. I could That's make great. myself very small and it was very so uncomfortable. Right. It, was, it was very... Did you then... So you spent the rest of the class in the bag? No, well, each class, I'd be carried there at the start of the class and basically the bag was put next to a desk at the yeah. front. Mm. Right. And then they read the roll and I would call out from inside the bag and then mm. and then do a, a bit of a reveal where I unzip and emerge. <laughs> Very <I> right. <laughs> and, um, uh, unseen by the teacher, unseen, the reveal. No, unseen by the teacher until I reveal the bag and yeah. the teacher was like, what the? What's <laughs> going on? Uh, oh, so you did it to I? different teachers? Yeah, I did it oh, in four classes. classes. Can you please, um, which cl- which teacher stood for it, and what was the teacher that finally Snapped. put their foot down? <laughs> can um, can we guess? Can we guess which class they took? Which subject? Okay. So I'm yeah. going to say English teachers were fine with it. I'm going to say science teacher didn't want oh, a bar I of it. I would have said maths. Teachers love practical jokes. That's why they learn about chemistry. Was it your well teacher? <laughs> 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 Sport? No. Nah, P- P- they'd be up for it. I'll give Were you a they? hint. It, it was in year nine and I was doing a subject that you tend to have done like maybe up to year nine-ish, but you maybe didn't do... Beyond that. Beyond, like you, it wasn't in your final suite of subjects in year 12. Yeah. So, was it a like, language? Diablo. It was not a language. Not Diablo. A language. <laughs> Diablo. <laughs> Diablo class, of course. Was it humanities? Uh, it was a humanities subject. Like art? Geography. No. Yes, it was geography. geography. Oh. Mr. Hensel in geography. Yep. And he's the one yep. who broke. That yeah, he was was it because he couldn't identify where it was? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. He was just a zero bullshit operator. Yeah. He was just like... And it was literally... All the other teachers had found it funny. in some, Which is how I got away with most of my shit at high school was... I, I was playing practical jokes on most of the kids yeah. and teachers a lot of the time. And that I he just... Didn't laugh and it was like that's bullshit detention, like yeah. you know, and that was it. Wow, do, Charlie, do you still play practical jokes? Occasionally, I'm I kind of lost the art of it, or I feel yeah. like I, I I'm not sure. Yeah. My dad was you know what that's your what dad your and your mate were great practical you. jokers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like don't bring back mm. basketball, bring back practical jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I did one the other day and it was way way way. See, the thing is, you described that amazing sports bag one, and I'm like. I just respect you so much because if that were me, I would have given myself away immediately by giggling the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like, how can did I you tell not, you how I did How are you not can shortling? I you? Please tell me. I remember this so clearly because it was really uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? It was so tight. My head, like, I was yeah. like bent under. It was, and, my, and it took two friends to carry <laughs> the bag between yeah. classes. And they yeah. were like both in the rugby team. They were big dudes, right? Yeah. Uh, but it was so uncomfortable <laughs> and so, um, it was painful to do. And I had recently, in history, we watched a documentary about the Cold War and stories of smuggling people <laughs> across the Berlin Wall. Yeah, right. Oh, so and, so it had, and so it had, 
and I remember these stories of people hiding in suitcases. And I was thinking, just remember what they went through to get <laughs> over the Berlin Wall. And that kept me like staying really and serious. Yeah. Fritz, Fritz Wetzel's a geography teacher. She's this. <laughs> so you get a point there, Jess. Now to Charlie. When Claire was living in London, she agreed to do a gig for a night called Wibbly Wobbly Boat, which she only realised when she arrived was on an actual boat for 10 people who heckled Claire for the entire set. Mm. The thing was, Claire had to record the set and send it into an audition. And even though it was one of the worst gigs of her life... Claire still got the part. Yeah or nah? Where was the wibbly wobbly boat um, moored? Because I oh, like I suspect I did the gig. <laughs> <laughs> like I suspect I've done gigs on boats in London. You've done gigs on boats in London. Yes. On boats. Sorry, plural. Yes. Are there many boats? Yeah, I've done that three have... boats. Really, London. you've done three boats. Yeah. Uh, like one was probably pri- technically a barge. Or... <laughs> hmm. Yeah, which I feel like this one could have been as well. Could have been a barge. I don't know. I don't differentiate. Do you so remember where it was? Like, the... Do you remember where you had to get off and do it? Um, um, it was not far from the original gig that I thought it was going to be. Like I thought <laughs> I was signing up for a gig. Oh, where's the... Um... I can't remember the names of anywhere in London... At so, all. what's that? <laughs> She's doing a circular motion with her hand. So yeah, because Buckingham that is Palace. a tunnel <laughs> down near those <laughs> markets that are near the so, ah. Covent so Garden. I'm thinking of the air. I'm thinking of an area on the Thames. Okay, well done. That's really narrowed it down. Oh me. my yeah. god! Um, Come on. No, no, no. I um, I know, I know London. Let's think about the area near the markets. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Do you know what? I reckon you should ask me another question. Yeah. I mean, this has been a. Gold mine. Um, so <laughs> now, no geography teacher has just given you a okay, detention, by the way. In London, many years ago, to you know, like I don't, I don't remember pre Great Fire. So that 1666. was yes, thank you. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, I was living in uh, Kilburn, but it wasn't anywhere near the other side of the city, like down, obviously closer to the Thames where the boats are. Um, so was it actually wibbly wobbly? Like, was the boat itself... No, it wasn't moving much during the gig, but it wasn't a big boat either. Yeah. Maybe had there been more movement in the water, but it was moored, so it was just... You knew, you knew, you know, that kind of weird feeling of knowing you're on a boat, but still not, like, needing to hold on to something to do the gig. Like yeah. performing on a waterbed. It's like a perform- movement. L- yeah. I always yeah. perform on a waterbed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> I'm curious also, yeah. I can't what was the audition tape for? Um... It was to send back to Melbourne Comedy Festival to get into the Comedy Zone, which I did wow. in 2005. Yeah. yeah. That, that is interesting. That was the, aqua- mm. the aquatic-themed Comedy Zone. Is that zone. why you did your gigs on boats? No, just for cash. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any cash. Just to save up money. Um, oh. It's funny because I feel like you looked up to the left when I asked you What's about... What's the left? Where, where did you send Your the, left or uh, mine? Oh, your you, left. Did I? And I'm trying to remember if Starboard. that's a lie or a truth. Like <laughs> I, just, I just know you were definitely thinking about something. You were either trying to remember what it was for Any or you were trying to make up what it was London. for. As yep. a poker player, Charlie's either going to be very, very rich or very, very poor. Yeah, yeah. that's no, right. In between. Mm. I'm going all in because my hand is great. Um... <laughs> Uh, I believe that this is... Yeah, that's true. You are correct. This is a true story. Put there for Charlie, yeah. 
Wibbly wobbly. So mm-hmm. the gig though. You okay, so um, by the way, that I think plays really well on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> just to tell, I don't know if it's true because people quite often on this show will have like when they're trying to think of something. Either they're going to – I haven't thought about this for so long until Josh asked yeah, me to Yeah, and they're really through. similar parts of the brain. Yeah. They're like looking up centrally or looking up slightly to the left, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I genuinely can't remember where it was. I remember it was really hard to find. So I got called by – probably not called, like an email. I don't even remember how people communicated in 2004. But um, Comedy Festival were like, uh, well, you're not in the country, but do you want to be considered for comedy? So I just send us a five-minute video. And I had to send a literal video because that's oh, how long video. ago yeah, it was, course. right? So an yeah. actual VHS. And it was so complicated trying to work it out because I was in London but not really with all of my stuff or anything. So I was working at HMV and I found a friend, a person I worked with. I was barely there. And I was like, do you have a video camera? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, could you come to this gig with me and record the thing? And anyway, so she came along with me. We got lost. We went to the wrong club. And then we couldn't find it. And we stopped for McFlurries <laughs> just to get our strength up. And then we're like, all right, we can do this. And then we kept, and then we find this gig. We go to the address on the tent. And we're like, oh, it's an actual boat. Go onto the boat. Obviously, nobody goes to a gig on a boat. So it's my friend and the organiser of the event whose 50th birthday it is and all of his friends and they're written off. And so I do this gig with my lovely friend recording while he and his friends sort of sit side of the stage rather than in front of it, just heckling me the whole time. Um, Whole five minutes they heckled me and I just, I was like, oh, well, and and like put it onto a VHS and put it in a mailbag and (laughs) sent it to Melbourne Comedy Festival and I guess they admired my delusion. <laughs> they were like, yeah, right. I can't. I can't believe I got it off that. Yeah. Because because I mean, you, you couldn't even see my jokes. You know, you I'm ma- doing my bits and I'm just getting drowned out by these drunk guys going shouts and tits, like in an mm. ironic way, guys. Can you and imagine also- being a new comic in 2005, also auditioning and hearing this story and realizing that fuck, I was That's- worse. <laughs> <laughs> you were worse <laughs> yeah, than that. Oh, wow. you know, Charlie, it was. Um, did you? You might have done this gig because it was Malcolm Hardy. Yeah. I mean, it was really shortly before he fell off a boat and died. And died in the Thames. Yeah. 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 Was it his 50th? Well, yeah, it was his 50th. Yeah. He was the organiser yeah. of the event. This was a very, very much separate, but it was really close so to I did his do, death. So I did do that gig and I did... I assume it was the same time. And there was, another, there was another boat gig, that's why I was asking, which was down in... I think it was on Embankment. Do you remember? Yeah. Embankment Embankment was where I was thinking about, but where was the Malcolm Hardy one? So sorry, Josh. I feel like the Malcolm Hardy one was down near, not Spitalfield. What is it? Cuddy Sark or like, I feel like that was a different spot. Like it was a different location. But I, yeah. um, I performed on a shipping container in Cardiff. (laughs) (laughs) Down the main. Did you have a good gig? Yeah, I yeah. yeah, of course you did. You're Charlie Pickering. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I had some terrible gigs when I was there. But I remember one of them was like I met – is where I met Greg Davis for the first time. Oh. And he was like the nicest human on the planet. He's lovely. And and like that was a great – like a magical gig. And I thought if that if you mentioned that, I was going to know it was legit. But anyway, I got, I got there eventually. It's all right. Okay, you got so me. To Claire, now Damien's dad once won an entire pig in a pub meat raffle. He then brought it home – but it was too large to fit in the fridge, so the pig lived in the bath until Damien's dad's butcher mate could come around and cut it up for them. Oh. Yeah, so or sorry. Nah. Okay, oh. so the pig was it was dead when he won it. 
I presume so. This this is a relatively new story in the lexicon of my family, and I've been doing this kind of weird family podcast where I'm interviewing my uncles and well, just for posterity, and my sister revealed this story. It was one of those, ones, how, how have no one ever mentioned this before? Because <laughs> it was before I was born. But, yeah, so apparently they all, um, dad, came, dad used to go to the pub on Friday and they came, they, they went in the bathroom and the entire pig with a lemon in its mouth just sitting there. <laughs> Presumably on ice, but maybe not. <laughs> okay, this one's a hard one to ask you questions about because this is... Um, yeah, this I'm relying on, All right, okay, on, you're, on everyone else's yeah, Did they tell you of, how the pig was re, like brought back to the bath? Like that's the, No, they just kind of... Um, I mean, like a fully grown pig? Those things are massive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was in it was in entire a, su- a suckling pig. So presumably like a like a m- middle sized pig. Because when when they grow up fully, aren't they just too big for a bath? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Good I question. don't know heaps about eating yeah, pigs. Yeah. I don't eat. It was. It wasn't a piglet. It was. A, yeah. Yeah. It might depend on the pig. Really, like t- a Berkshire yeah, is a big. It's yeah. a big situation. I guess I've only ever met really big pigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a ladies, pig, a pig is no bigger than a human. And we fit in baths. What? We're about the same. If you Have you been to it, Collingwood Children's Farm? Yeah, yeah. if you lie down next to the pigs there, you want to be the same length. They're just heavy. They're good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Like I'm asking they... too many pig size questions and You'd not say enough. In length with the same, but mm. not in girth. Not girth, no. Mm. Can pigs remember a voice? <laughs> 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 Sorry, it's probably outside the purview of the. Um... <laughs> Oh, all right. Okay. So, um, have you talked to your dad about it since? Like, as in, no, he's dead. Oh, I'm so um, sorry. So, that's like, right. you've heard this through your sister. Yeah, I've only heard this quite recently. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I can't corroborate. I've started to corroborate a little bit with the other siblings who, who. Um, well, there's only my brother who was probably old enough to remember it. Did he win much stuff at the pub? No, but I kind of found out more about him. He used to go to the pub a lot. Yeah, more than I kind of knew. My, like in his younger years? My pop won a colour TV. They were the first family oh. on the street that had... No, oh, maybe wow. it was just a TV. My dad was the first family in the street that had a TV. And when the... What was the... Like the Disney show... Or the, what's it called? Walt Disney? Wide World of... Oh, no. Um, the Mickey Mouse Club. Wonderful World of... Oh, Mickey Mouse Mickey Mouse Club. When that was on, all the kids in the street would go to the window and they would turn the TV around and oh open God. the window and they would sit there... The, the, the Earl kids would sit in the front inside of and invite a couple of their friends in, but there was like 40 kids behind <sighs> them just watching, like in the movies when it's like a news report yeah. happening and they're like everyone around the, the oh, very shop. nearly welcoming. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, but the <laughs> dad, that dad was like, we were the most popular kids yeah, well, for my, about my four months uh, until other people started so getting According to my sister, they set up bleachers next to the bath. It yeah. was <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> get, everyone came down a look. Get, Did wow. you? Did, were you aware of your dad having a friend who was a butcher? No, I didn't ever know that. So it wasn't. It was in Warrigal before. No, I never lived in Warrigal. So I was learnt, everything about the story. Was like, what? You had a friend who was a butcher used to come around and just chop shit up in the house, mm. and it was apparently one of my dad's best yeah, mates. I never so heard he him talk it about him once. Oh, wow. Hey, butchered it in the oh, house. I would imagine, pro- maybe, would either, imagine. yeah, maybe around the about in the shed. Okay, or this is a really interesting really one. There are a lot of maybes. Like you're getting, you're allowed to say maybe. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. What do you think? Yeah well, or no? Nah? It's a really tricky one, but I have so much to lose. I basically have my entire score so far in the game to lose. 
No, you don't lose points in this one. You can only, you can only double your score on this. You're on one. Oh, my yeah. God, it's double or nothing, but also. <laughs> and so now I feel compelled to game. This is your least favourite way of playing, which is just game the game, which is like, how can we have four yes yeah. in a row? Surely it's a nah, and yet I want to believe in the pig. I'm going to go nah. You are incorrect. It was a true one. Of course, it was true. It was a four. It was four years. Four years. Four years. What happens when everyone sends through? Yeah, I couldn't believe when he read it. I go, four years. Were you intentionally (laughs) keeping all the the passion out of your voice when you spoke about your dad and his pig? Was I intentionally? (laughs) Yeah, I was just. I've got nothing left. I'm a husk. I'm a husk after the Bacardi Maraca story. (laughs) (laughs) No emotion to give. (laughs) You're still on one. One. Oh my gosh, Damien, you're now on five. Jess, you're on five. Charlie, you're on six. Oh, all right. Oh, you would have been. (laughs) Well, this is the final round. This round is called Who, 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 Who. In this round, I'll read out ten questions about the four of you. If you know who it is, buzz in. Your name's your buzzers. Can't buzz in for your own ones. Get a point if you get it right. Point off if you get it wrong. Only round you can lose points. Oh, God, shit, fuck. First one (laughs) is this. Shut up. Who once went to school as the only kid in costume for book week? Jess. Sorry, what is it again? Claire? No, no, it was Damien, a point off Jess. Fuck. Yeah, I was going to guess that, but I forgot how to buzz in. Yeah, you, <laughs> just you can see name. that. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Dressed as Sherlock Holmes. Oh. Had a, oh, wow. I had my dead smoking jacket on with the arms rolled up, but it pretty much touched the ground. Oh. I had an Essendon beanie turned inside out with two bits of cardboard <laughs> front and back to make it look like a deer stalker and a plasticine pipe. Oh. Uh, it was so shit, and I didn't realise at the time that my teacher, who I adored, Sent me around to a few classes to show the teacher the costume. I now know, having been a teacher, she was just sending me to her mates to have a laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember one of them making me say to the class, Elementary, my dear Watson. (laughs) (laughs) As as the plasticine pipe stuck to my lips. They had a good time in the school. Oh, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Brederus. How, how are you with fancy dress stuff now? You like to dress up. Nail it now. Yeah, yeah. Turn you off. Just no, I knew good. not to let mum do it. Yeah. <laughs> I live for book week. I love mum book week. Mum was a good sewer yeah. though. That was the thing. But it was pre, like the book week wasn't really a thing then. Yeah. So. You were an early adopter. Like you were into the strokes. Yeah. That maybe, it wasn't even, maybe it wasn't even book week. Maybe <laughs> I just dressed up and they went, what's he doing? Just read a book. <laughs> uh, question two. Whose family once got through customs in Fiji using nothing but David Jones store cards? <laughs> So no passports, no visas, Claire. Like yes, Damo. Claire. Surely it's Charlie. It is yeah. Charlie, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Dad packed the passports in the suitcase and checked them in. And he managed to, he, all he had was his wallet. And this is like eight. So it was like five. Fantastic. And he managed to talk his way through immigration at, at the Australian end and through customs and immigration in Fiji with David Jones' car. Surely given your pedigree, you were checked in in a bag as yeah. well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Question wow. three. Who fell out of a tree in year six? Their pants got caught on a branch and they were left hanging for the whole school to see their undies. Damo. Charlie. Yes, Charlie. Are you sure? Oh, did, did I Damon think Damo might have oh, Damon, first you go then. Yep. Oh, Claire? Yeah, it was Claire, yes. How did you know? Your eyes. <laughs> you look to the left. Because a bum can be a dangerous thing. <laughs> <laughs> Had to sit under a blanket for the rest of the bush dance. Oh, oh having a bush dance. Having a bush dance? 
Yep. And um, I missed all the excitement. Um, Isla and David were trying to sneak into the bushes to kiss and all the other kids got to just chase them around the bush for ages. They ended up like hiding under a car together while all the kids crowded around the car and I missed it all because I was under a blanket with my <laughs> pants ripped off. I'd love to hear the, the caller of Isla. that bush dance. Yeah, it's Isla that Isla. Chase your partner yeah. under a car. <laughs> Isla Fisher. Yes, yeah, actual Isla Fisher. Kissing I went David. to school with Isla Fisher. Um, anyway. Next question. <laughs> Whose partner once put an entire roast chicken in their backpack before they went to work? <laughs> Damo. Yes, David. Just, uh, Jess. Yeah, it was. It was Jess. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I was like, I've worked in many dull offices and there's always that strange guy. And I would always think, who is your partner? Because they'd always be married. And you're like, who married you? <laughs> you weirdo. And he would come home from work and open his backpack and take out the whole chicken. I was like, oh, it's me. <laughs> I'm the spouse of the weirdo. <laughs> Why? Anyway. Good thing you brought it home as well, though. Yeah, he brings it home. Got through it. All right. Next, Psycho. Next question. Who at a televised football match knew the camera was pointing at them so looked straight down the barrel and mount <laughs> number one? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. Jess. Damo. Yes, Jess. Huh. Charlie. You are correct. It was yes. Charlie, yes. Oh, I was going to say Dave. Like yeah, I know. Then I, then I said, <laughs> yeah. I, I was helping you. <laughs> this will interest Damo. It was the 2000 grand final. And so now whenever they replay it on Fox Footy, I get texts and tweets going, Oh, really? You were in the fucking grand final. <laughs> like it's quite close, Yeah, is it? and I knew that. I saw oh, the red wow. light was on. This is before I worked in biz, obviously. But um, <laughs> saw the red light was on and I went, number one. It was, Lloydie had just kicked a goal in the third quarter and it was... It was obviously in the, a wrong In the third quarter, state. was it? Yeah. Yeah, right. So the game was well and truly. Mm. Despite some poor kicking early in the game, Essendon was running away with it. Now, um, but <laughs> That was a bad time in the game for me. I was I was in the uh, standing room with my brother and my nephew and Lawrence Mooney and there was some uh, thuggish Essendon supporters who just got bored when I realised we were going to win, just decided to try and fight everyone in our area in a... Can't quite contained environment, so we were hoping the game got close again. Yeah, but Lawrence will do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Question six. Who within three hours of arriving in Dublin was walking around with an Irish accent? Claire. Yes, Claire. Oh, actually, I don't know. I believe it of all of you guys, but I'll just go with Damo. No, it was no. Jess. Yeah, it was no, Jess, it was. wasn't it? <laughs> It's just I was there at the time. <laughs> I, there. I don't know her. Uh Next question. Who has a tooth that the dentist remarked was more filling than tooth? Charlie. Yes, Charlie. Damo. No, that's Jessica again. <laughs> oh. She's yeah. very proud oh, of that. Damn it. <laughs> How's the tooth? Is it all right? Uh, for now. Yep. He says we're going to keep an eye on it. Yeah. He, was, mm. he did it recently and went, yeah, look, at this point, it's more filling than tooth. And yeah. I went, okay, see you in six months. We're hoping with work we can make it all filling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see how that would be a bad thing. No. Mm. Make them all feeling. Question nine. Who once wore multiple pairs of underwear on a flight to minimise their luggage? Charlie. Yes, Charlie. <laughs> that is Claire Hooper. It is oh Claire Hooper, yes. <laughs> you have my number, Mr. <laughs> CP. How did you know? Uh, you're my favourite sitcom character. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how did you? How are you so positive that it was me so quickly? It's I like, can picture Jess wearing multiple underwears. Yeah, no, it's that. just a surprise. It's, it's like it, what I would say is... Um, and I hope this comes across the right way. It's a very clear hoop. Then it never nexus will. Between 
highly practical and highly absurd. Yeah. Same time. <laughs> How and many? I, and, I, and, I, and it just like it, it had as soon as I. It's like I heard it and I go, that's got the timbre of a Claire Hooper right yeah. there. Okay. Do you remember how many? No, it was only two bras. You know, like two bras. Two okay. Bras. That's oh. not comfortable. No, I mean like because you get, I mean, underpants, fine, easy. But also easy to like cram them in the side of this suitcase. Yeah. You can always cram one more, but you can't cram an underwire bra yeah. into yeah. an already packed bag. But you're like, well, I don't want to be stuck with only one bra. Yeah. Who knows what will happen? Especially, so you can wear. It's full of roast chickens. You can <laughs> eat. Yeah. You can easily wear two bras, maybe three, onto a flight. You're more likely to set off the metal detectors. But, um, yeah. but you're saving on packing. It does look like you're smuggling drugs. But, yep. uh, you know. yeah. <laughs> and our final question for the game. Who once shut themselves on a miniature train because they were too shy to ask <laughs> to go to the toilet? Charlie. Yes, Charlie. Damien Cullen. It was Damien Cullen, yes. <laughs> That's why okay, I love now. you, man. Yeah, I know. That's why I love you. Yeah. Wore them all day. But also... <laughs> was this after the Went first home. lockdown? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he really. Yeah, I couldn't believe the miniature. I mean, it was, a, it was the thing I missed the most was miniature railway. I wouldn't yeah. Yeah. Hang on. get out there. That thing. How old yeah. were you? Uh, I was, I think, about six. Okay. Um, yes. I was with family friends, and uh, the, I tried to go to the toilet, but it was rancid, and I just couldn't do it. Um, but then, weirdly, when I got home. And I'm thinking, thinking I'd got away with it. I must have just stunk. <laughs> I just, yeah. um, I I went in and I there was a wardrobe we had with a drawer with a hole in it for a PowerPoint, and I just stuck the undies in there. Oh dear! Shut the shut <gasps> the drawer and thought, sweet, no one's ever going to find those. Get away with that. Uh, easily inside ten minutes, Mum called me out. She wasn't happy. <laughs> I've done a similar thing in this podcast. <laughs> You're sitting, in, you're sitting in Ben Lomas' chair, yeah. so that's fine. Anyway, the fecal burns have healed. <laughs> um, only just. At the end of the game, the scores are Claire Hooper, one point. Okay. Jess Perkins, five points. Okay. Charlie Pickering, seven points. And also on seven points, Damon Cullen, it's a tie. Oh! Nice. Well nice. done. We don't have a tiebreaker question. You yeah. both win. So Don't we, though? Don't we, though? We, we, we all, all win. win. We all win. We all win. It's now, a big win fest. Uh, no, no, it's not because I got one point. <laughs> okay. You can't Most it's not of fest. us win. <laughs> you sat on one point for a long time, too. Yeah, yeah, hovering there. Right. Really flatlined. I'm really, honestly, I think it's because I am positioned like the audience of the show and I <laughs> genuinely kept forgetting I was in it. Well, Claire, let's. Hi, see, yes. Seeing you came last, we'll start with you. You can plug whatever you want to plug first. Where can people see you? Where can people find you? You got you got books. What can people do? Mm, that's true. There is a kid book. I don't know. I don't know if you can still buy. It. I assume so because it hasn't been out that long. Yeah. Princess Benjamina has a very cheeky bum. It's a charming little rhyming picture book for kids. So that would be a thing to plug. I've yeah. got Great Australian Bake Off coming back early next year. So that's exciting too. Great. From my understanding, the book is also full of danger. Danger. <laughs> Hidden danger. Stop it! Stop teasing me. <laughs> Jess Perkins, where can people find you? Uh, you can listen to Do Go On podcast um, and the Simply the Jest podcast, and that's probably about it. I saw you were uh, competing with yourself in the charts there, number neck and fifty-six neck. and fifty-seven. Yeah, very good. It's a good. Do good like Do Go On? I do like it. it. I do. You do. Mm. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. <laughs> Damien, what do you got to plug? Um, I have a kids' book out at the moment, Penguin, called Weird School. Yes. Get that in shops. Yeah, what age group is that for? It's eight, 12, eight up, eight yeah, plus, middle cool. reader, cool, something cool. like that. It's yeah. not, not a picture book, but there are some pictures of in it. Of course there are. I know yeah. that genre. 
Yeah. Um, and also have a podcast, the Bodgy Creek Community Podcast, recently nominated for Best Comedy Australian Podcast nice. Awards. Good. Who to yeah. thank it? Very well good. Made in me, just made in me little house on my own. Excellent. In laundry. And Charlie, where can people find you? Uh, the Yearly will be on uh, late December on the ABC. Excellent. Yes. Great. Yes, I hope so. Oh, also, your pod that you did on Audible. Oh, yeah. Um, for the Claire's in. With the Claire yeah. Hooper's in, The Time Traveller's Guide to Not Dying, available on Audio, Audible, and you can uh, download it uh, with a free uh, trial membership. So, you know, cha-ching. Yeah, That's you nice. can. I'll just... You can get through it all in the first month. It's a joy. Oh, you can absolutely. Yeah, yeah you absolutely. can... You, yeah, like if all you want is Charlie Pickering's podcast... You can get that first month free and you can get through it and then, and then you can and let go out. of it. Go. Yeah. That's what a lot of people yeah. are saying about Audible. Yeah. No, 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 no. But I do, no, love you Audible and we are, we're custom consumers in my house. But that was the first thing I listened to and I was, I was well within my, yeah, that's right. I listened to a podcast I was on. Shut up. Don't. It's the only thing, I, do you know, Charlie, it's the only thing I'm on that I've actually consumed and enjoyed. And I think it's because I'm not, it's, it's not too heavy on the Claire. Except for, this, except for this podcast. What's that? Except for this podcast that you're going to go home. No, I will not listen to this. No. Oh, yeah. As go if on. I'm going to revisit the <laughs> glorious days of coming last by hey, a long margin. Thanks, everyone, Bye. for playing. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye. Hey everyone, just me at the end here, so thank you for sticking around and listening to this exciting announcement. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you would know this already because I mentioned on there, but at 300 episodes, I am going to say, well done, don't you know who I am? Have a rest. Now, I don't have plans to stop the podcast completely, but it's just going to be stopping in the feed as you know it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going monthly with the podcast. But they're all going to be live episodes and they're all going to be uh, recorded at Comedy Republic. So the first Saturday of every month, we're going to record uh, a podcast of Don't You Know Who I Am there. And that starts in February. So if we're in Melbourne or you're coming to visit Melbourne, uh, if you're here on the first Saturday of every month, you can come and see it. So that'll be fine. And they'll be made available exclusively on Patreon. So they'll be up on the Patreon feed if you're a Patreon subscriber. If not, five bucks and you'll get that. Also the top five, so you'll get uh, episodes from me every single week and don't you know who I am, once a month. So that is exciting. So that means we have 20 more episodes to go. So the big plan is during the Comedy Festival here in Melbourne, that'll be 300. We'll hit 300 at, the, I think it's the third third week of the Comedy Festival. So that'll be the big last one ever in the in the main feed, the free ones. So if you're in Melbourne, make sure you get a ticket to that show when it goes on sale. I would love that to be a very big show. I don't know where I'll have it. I don't know where I'll house it, but I'll find, I'll find somewhere a little bit bigger than where we normally do it. I will say more things about uh, this as we get closer to it. Anyway, thank you so much if you have been a listener from the very start. And thank you everyone who's been jumping on. The numbers keep going up and up and up, which is great. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Take care. If you're in Adelaide, come December 10, December 11. I'm doing the two shows. Come along. Cheers. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 